So if we think about it, if you and I had a, you know, very strong relationship, you know, in theory, um, you know, I'm probably going to be more willing to help you maybe even get introduced to a former company of mine, because I know people there, um, uh, because you and I have a very strong relationship, um, mm -hmm. someone who I might not know, but that you have a very strong relationship with myself and this other person indirectly now probably have a relationship because you trust us both. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams today. I've got a special guest for you guys. I've got David Rush in the house. He's the founder and CEO of Small World. This is a relationship activation platform that unlocks more warm introductions. Thousands of users are driving go, uh, growth with the platform. David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Doug. Great to be here. Man, so this is a, a touchy subject for salespeople alike because, you know, a lot of us, you know, me being from door to door and then eventually getting into consulting for home services and small businesses, a lot of salespeople are tired of beating their head against the wall when it comes to cold outreach. But it's, it's, it's part of every sales program that I've ever built. It's an essential part of the process. And so I guess my question is, which kind of leads to a solution for cold outreach, why, why small world? Yeah. Well, if we think about, you know, sales, I think it's, you know, typically because of either timing or trust, right? So the cold outreach you're clearly hoping that your timing is right, that you connect with that prospect at the right time when they're looking to solve a problem, or you are uh, you know, particularly smart about how you position the problem that they didn't even know that they had. Um, trust is one of these other parts of the sales process that unlocks doors that sort of been underutilized to date. And so when we think about trust, it's a previous experience with somebody um, it's somebody that you, um, you know, either know professionally or personally. And so that can create, you know, instant connectivity in a way that, you know, timing just, just can't. And so um, what we're doing at Small World is we're helping companies operationalize this and unlock trust at scale so that they take advantage of those relationships that already exist across their entire business, whether it's a customer, partner, executive, um, you know, anyone that they bring into the system. And, and that's the opportunity that, you know, we're really capitalizing on to help companies grow faster. Okay. So I, I definitely understand the premise of the platform and, and the idea behind the warm introductions. I just don't understand quite the execution. So I was checking out the website earlier and, and basically part of the demo was me getting an email to be introduced to this uh, prospect essentially. And, I guess, where does the warm part come in? Yeah. Well, when we think about the way this works today, it's typically really manual. Um, it's somebody getting an unexpected email. It's me maybe using a, you know, professional connection as the clue that there's a real relationship that exists. And so when we think about how great LinkedIn is, and it is great, it still isn't a great determinant as to whether I know someone. Um, the research has shown over 80% of all connections on LinkedIn aren't real relationships. So we 
have a unique way of confirming the strength of that relationship directly from the connectors um, because we're able to retrieve that relationship strength for only people that are relevant to the sales team. So that's one um, way that we're able to really make it not only a better user experience for the person being asked to make the warm introduction, so they're not getting irrelevant requests anymore, but also for the sales team, there's a common language. And so because Mm -hmm. there's now a common language created, that process of asking for and receiving becomes consistent um, and there's visibility from when the introduction is requested all the way through to when a deal actually closes. So something else we found was these connectors like to know what happens after they make introductions. And yeah, so updated on the status. Um, so, so by building a system of record around all this, it really delivers a better user experience for every constituent involved. Man, this is like a, a way more intentional referral app. I mean, that's, that's, you know, and, and I do, I, I tend to dumb things down a little bit for my audience, you know what I mean? And for myself, honestly, it's me talking through it out loud. Um, but that, that, that is a big issue, especially like in home services and small businesses is, you know, I refer somebody to somebody else and I never know what happens afterwards. But the idea that there's a, an intentional and maybe even automated, I'm assuming, system that's going to send it back to me and let me know how that worked out. And, and does yep. it tie into like uh, referral fees or anything or kickbacks or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. And the goodwill that gets established, you know, when that happens, right. you know, it's meaningful. So the, re- the referral fees, the incentives, you know, we look at it in two ways. One, there's the intangible incentive through just making it easier to make introductions and sort of the experience of having that visibility. And then the tangible mm-hmm. incentive, we're finding companies now introducing employee referral programs that don't just include new hires, for example, but also include new business. So those employees become eligible for commissions or um, customer referral programs now include some sort of a, a, a you know incentive tied to it that could be a discount off of their contract, whatever right. it might be. Um, and so we really leave that up to our customers to decide, but it mm-hmm. all can be accounted for, reported against, um, and, and um, rewarded against through the data that we're producing in our system. Yeah, I love that because it it made sense to me one salesperson for maybe one software that wasn't competing with another software being that warm connector that that warm introduction because in general you all in networking in sales in business you always want to be giving referrals and not really expecting anything in return to deepen relationships right but then the yep. idea that employees can do the same thing with their network and their relationship and their history at different companies and stuff like that and be incentivized monetarily makes a lot of sense too. You know, I, I love that y'all made that connection, not just with, you know, sales to sales, but sales to operations, fulfillment, customer service, and, and everything in between. So that's, that's massive. So, yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, we talked about before we jumped on was, you know, our inboxes are flooded with, you know, AI technology and emails and phone calls drop, uh, what do you call it? Um, Uh, straight to voicemail messages, stuff like that. And so, you know, like in my case, a lot of my clients are on Facebook and Instagram, right? And so LinkedIn isn't, isn't somewhere that I go a lot. It's definitely somewhere I post resources and stuff like that and, and definitely uh, continue the authority there. But I don't even look at the inbox. I, you know, my, my VA is looking at my inbox, you know? And so I guess this is also a way to kind of get through the inbox. Yeah. And, you know, I think 
with with AI, it's got a lot of pluses, and that the um, the way in which you know structure of an email, consistency of the way that it's written, uh, the content you know will include you know specific things, but but buyers are going to quickly you know be able to identify those that have been generated you know through AI and are and are sent with this lack of authenticity. They haven't been authored you know with any you know customization that really has been um, thoughtful, you know, by that person. And again, it comes back to trust. If you think about any transaction, ultimately that trust becomes so important. And so um, when you create automation and, and create the ability to scale something, the dangers of polluting um, what once was a good thing can happen. And, and that has started to happen. It's become harder and harder for salespeople to get those introductory meetings. Um, the benefit of a relationship is one where there's there's trust that unlocks access and it unlocks access into, like I said, senior level people. But those meetings happen within a week or two. They don't happen six to eight weeks later after five and six, you know, cold emails. Um, so mm -hmm. that's the other big benefit is it just accelerates, you know, the time in which you can access the right person as well. No, I definitely love that. Um... I know that when it comes to AI, you know, at first it was, oh, this is really cool. Like we can write a whole campaign. And then now it's become, it's become to the point of, hey, I'm going to give you every blog and every article I've ever written. And then I want you to write in my persona. So it's kind of hard to even see past that now. But again, it's going to give more people more reasons to flood the inboxes. And then what's going to come up is that connector, like you said, where all right, I know this person, they're in my inbox for a reason and they're introducing me to somebody else that can potentially help my business grow because we already have a relationship in place, they know my business. Um, that's definitely a warm lead I'm gonna want to get on an appointment with or get on a call with. So all that being said, you know, I know this is heavy in the uh, SaaS industry. What about, how would a, a small business or um, a medium-sized business be able to do this? Yeah, I mean, we work with some some early stage, growth stage companies as well that are, you know, still seeking to create some brand recognition. Um, you know, maybe they're, you know, quickly growing, but companies, you know, don't know who they are. They they have it even harder than the brand names where doors are opened up because they they have a strong brand. In those cases, um, their boards of directors are leaning in more typically. Uh, their executives are willing to. Uh, be more tactical and help open those doors and so uh it's a it's a sweet spot for us their networks of connectors are smaller because we're typically working with you know their internal networks but it but it certainly is a, a strong use case because um you know frankly it's even harder for some of those smaller to mid-sized companies to you know to get access uh to the people that they want to okay so you know i was on with a consultant earlier that mainly handles uh SaaS companies, he builds out the sales programs for them. And one of the things that he was saying is it's not just about, you know, the BDR reps getting to the individual that's the decision maker. They also, you know, once you get to the account executive, they need to start working on developing those relationships with the board. Have you seen Small World kind of be used to develop those relationships as well? Are the, is it using the, the decision maker to develop the relationship or is it kind of going around and making the connection in another way? Yeah, well, I mean, it's with with most sales cycles today, depending on the size of the transaction, um, 
there are buying committees, you know, they're, they're multi-threaded relationships in, in many cases. And so one of the big benefits of our system as well is you're able to identify who those team members should be for any particular deal based on the relationships that they have within a particular account. And so it informs, you know, who you want to align with internally and then who you want as part of your deal team. And it might be one board member, one partner, you know, one colleague, and they all have got relationships in three different buying centers in the one target account that you're seeking. And so, um, you know, today that becomes a little bit of a mystery for a salesperson as they try to assemble that team. Um, and through, you know, our system, we make that process really easy. Now that makes a ton of sense. So uh, I'm in a, a mastermind called Apex, right? And one of the key courses in the mastermind is called Building Your Machine. And so uh, what you do with that course is essentially you intentionally engage with uh, social media for your prospect. And what happens is that your prospect, because you're engaging, you're commenting on their social media, they see your what you're posting and what you're saying more and more and more. And so you become somewhat of an authority in whatever your, your uh, business is. And so I could see how if I had my hands on that data, because that data would be amazing, right? Um, how I could create influence outside of the sales process just through normal posting on LinkedIn. Because now I'm connecting with that person. We obviously have mutual connections because the decision maker is the connection. Uh, I may not even execute the warm introduction right away. I may create some authority first where they're seeing my post or engaging with it or I'm commenting on theirs. And then I execute on that warm introduction. And now it's even warmer on top of that because they've seen my content. Sure. Yeah. Because your introduction comes with, you know, credibility and domain expertise. Okay. So I have a client right now. Um, they're based out of Austin. And so what they do is uh, they do with the RT, R2B3 um, recycling for uh, companies, school districts, stuff like that. And their, yeah. their target is the technology director of these school districts or college campuses and essentially they want to recycle all their old technology and um, off uh, either refurbish it and sell it or um, they recycle it responsibly, right? And in, in turn, that school district gets to use the RT, R2V3 logo. And so it's a, it's a really good program. Plus the, the school district gets to share in the profit from that uh, refurbishing and selling and everything. So how would you... I guess, how would small world execute on that? I know that my target is the technology director for these school districts. Um, mm -hmm. I need to start that conversation, get an appointment with them. In addition to, you know, already pulling the data from my CRM, you know, I guess, where does it get the, is it using LinkedIn profiles? Where does it get the connection from? Yeah, so we pull, we pull data in a few different ways. So we'll one use our own sort of intelligence to look at things like work history and recommendations on LinkedIn and other um, data okay. sources to sort of seed the content. But then we give those connectors. So those are the people with, you know, connected to that business, the opportunity mm -hmm. to upload their relationships into small world. And that would include LinkedIn, yeah. Gmail, personal CRM. We're, we're data agnostic in terms of where those relationships come from. But once, the, once those relationships are in the system, what we would do is we would surface those people that fit the ICP of who you're targeting. So technology directors, 
you know, at those, you know, particular uh, schools um, would yeah. be the ones that you would be asked to rate the relationships with. So you might have, you know, 10,000 relationships uploaded into the system, but maybe only 19 that are a direct hit with who they're seeking mm -hmm. to meet. So then, you know, your rating those takes, you know, all of 10 seconds. Um, and so uh, it's just a really quick way to to really identify where you could help make an introduction. And I would imagine, you know, you're giving access to your contacts and that's how the upload happens. And then from there you go into small world and you're able to rate those relationships. Exactly. That's right. And then that by, by rating them, you bring more fidelity to your network. You, you send a signal to the salesperson where you do have a strong or very strong relationship. Um, you um, essentially communicate as well if there's a very weak relationship there uh, and avoiding right. irrelevant requests. And then, yeah. you know, where we see strong and very strong relationships, we'll be doing some really interesting things with third degree relationships. So if we think about it, if you and I had a, you know, very strong relationship, you know, in theory, um, you know, I'm probably going to be more willing to help you maybe even get introduced to a former company of mine because I know people there um, uh, because you and I have a very strong relationship um, mm -hmm. someone who I might not know, but that you have a very strong relationship with myself and this other person indirectly now probably have a relationship because you trust us both. Right. So we're, we've got some really interesting ways that, that we're going to use our first party data to create, um, you know, what should be paths of, of engagement that today I wouldn't see, uh, as an individual user. Now that makes a ton of sense and is really savvy in the way that you guys are approaching it too. Cause you know, when I think about how I'm doing that now, the way that I'm doing that now is connection calls within my network, you know, and, um, every, every, probably once a quarter, I'll put it out there on social media. Like, Hey, uh, if you want to connect or you want to learn about VAs, you want to learn about sales process, you want to learn about podcasting. These are things I'm very deep in and would love to share, you know? So I get on a connection call with them and, it creates that initial connection that you're talking about, but then what's happening with your software is, all right, your prospect is now connected to the person that you had the connection call with. So now there's the, the warm introduction. So yep. it, it magnifies that work that I'm doing initially. And then it sounds like long-term could even get rid of some, some of it, <laughs> honestly, uh, yep. make it less manual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with small world, who are you guys recognizing as your ideal client and why are they set up to obtain the biggest benefit from small world? I think our ideal customer is one that, you know, already is attempting to uh, get the most out of referrals and warm introductions, but doing it on a spreadsheet today. Um, okay. They've got executives who are leaning in. They've got advisory growth boards that are willing to help, but perhaps there's, you know, not a great way to account for all of it. And we're replacing an antiquated, you know, manual process with a just a, a better uh, solution <clears throat> and a less expensive solution. Um, companies that are looking to be more efficient with their spend, who have invested a lot into um, large BDR teams, uh, are investing mm -hmm. a lot into pipeline development, but are in, you know, a situation where they're looking to, you know, do more with less. I think we, you know, uh, do very well. You know, vertically, we're, you know, working across different verticals, but but mostly in technology, some in consulting, 
Uh, we work mm -hmm. with revenue leaders in terms of the personas, uh, both in marketing and sales. ABM teams uh, really embrace what we're doing and uh, executive engagement teams, of course. But uh, yeah, we, we, like I said earlier, work with, you know, growth stage all the way up to publicly traded, you know, companies that are, you know, really keen on, on making this a, a, an important part of their demand gen strategy. No, I love it. And, and as we talk about this more and more, I'm realizing this is going to be a great solution for, for my client and definitely going to introduce them to it. So what's, what's next for you guys? I mean, this, I feel like is just the first layer of the onion with y'all's technology that you're using now. Is there some other applications or is there like a 2.0, 3.0 that you guys are looking at? Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, just, you know, delighting our existing customers with the best user experience we can. So we're focused on um, listening intently to them. We have a Salesforce integration. So making sure that we're, you know, delivering uh, that same experience in Salesforce as we are in our standalone platform. Um, I mentioned it, you know, just a bit ago, but we're, you know, in a position to really um, reveal some third degree relationships and relationships that otherwise would have been hidden through data that we've captured, which we're excited about. Um, and we'll be um, creating sort of an extended network with infinite you know, possibilities beyond just the ecosystem of your business, but into when we think about a true small world, someone knows the person that you're seeking to meet. Someone knows that person really well. And our right. mission is to be able to help our customers engage with literally any target prospect, any company. Um, if we can build the technology to present that path and the tools to do it in an elegant way, uh, we'll deliver on our mission. You know, that reminds me of something that I've heard before. Like we're all five degrees or five relationships away from the president or something like that. Isn't, mm -hmm. isn't that a pretty common saying? Yeah. And that, yeah. that when you said that it makes, it makes a ton of sense and making those connections. I mean, there's just huge, huge benefits in that. I mean, obviously business wise, but just, you know, long-term relationship wise, a hundred percent. Okay. So we asked the same question of every one of our guests, and this is selfishly uh, a question that I asked for my own research. Uh, I'm very passionate about legacy and um, what it means to everybody and then what legacy do they want to leave behind. So last two questions, legacy, what does it mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at legacy as uh, something that's memorable, you know, once, once you've passed, um, and, and something that endures, uh, that, you know, teaches, you know, the next generation, uh, to be better than, than your generation was, um, mm -hmm. sounds kind of corny, but I guess that's how I think about it. I've got kids. So if I could leave a legacy for them that they are proud of, that's probably what it means to me. No, I love it. It's, it's simple, pure in motive and, uh, entirely achievable. Well, David, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing uh, your product, Small World, with us. Uh, I think it's uh, going to be in huge demand. I mean, if it, <laughs> I'm sure it already is. I, I imagine in a world where, you know, AI is taking over more and more, we're looking for more of that human connection. And even through another software, we can find it again. I think it's going to be incredibly important, especially in the sales process. So thanks again for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you having me, Doug. Great to be with you. All right, let's get building. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. 
Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.